Faith Fit Radio and the Diocese of Orlando presents Faithless with Lisette Diaz, a program that is seeking to lead young adults to Christ and to enkindle a deeper faith that is fully alive. Now, here is your host. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of our show, Faithless. My name is Lisette Diaz, and I'm going to be your host. I'm a parishioner of St. Catherine of Siena Catholic Church in Kissimmee, Florida, from the Diocese of Orlando. And I've been a parishioner there for, wow, almost 13 years now. Yeah, it's been a while. (laughs) I've participated in so many ministries there, the music ministry, extraordinary ministers of Holy Communion, youth and young adult group, faith formation, you name it. I've been there and I love every second of it. Ministry is the best thing to me because you got to be, you know, in an environment full of people who believe the same things that you do. You know, you're all focused on the same thing. So it's really nice. I love it. And I love it even more because I met my husband there at the young adult group and, you know, we got married at St. Catherine. We um, have a one-year-old boy who's absolutely adorable, got a little attitude on him, but he's awesome. And we have another baby on the way. So uh, that's a little bit about me. Oh, my grown-up job. I I do have a grown-up job. I am a biology teacher here in Florida, and my not-so-grown-up hobby is that I love to sing. And I will sing everything and everywhere, literally everywhere. And if I've heard what you just said in a song before, I'm going to sing it right back to you, and it's going to be beautiful, and you're going to love it. (laughs) So now that you know a little bit about me, um, let's talk about this show. It's called Faithless. Now, You must be wondering, why in the world would we, you know, a Diocese of Orlando radio show podcast, why would we call a show Faithless? Doesn't that seem a little contrary to, you know, what what Catholics are supposed to be? You know, we're supposed to be faithful, we're supposed to be holy, all that fun stuff. So you'd imagine that we'd be radiating Jesus from every single pore in our bodies at every single moment of the day. Even, especially when somebody cuts you off in the middle of the road. (laughs) Now, we all know that that's the goal, but let's face it. If somebody cuts you off in the middle of the road, you're going to have some choice thoughts for them. And, you know, we're aiming towards being that holy person, but we're not perfect. And at some point in our lives, we're going to feel like we've lost our faith. And if you feel like you're drifting further from Christ or you have a lot of those moments, you feel like this world is really not helping you see any faith or any hope, and you're kind of reaching for a little ray of sunshine to help you back on your way to Christ, then this is the show for you. And today's show, I've chosen to call it A Faithless World. Now, in order for us to know what faithless means, We have to know what faith is first. So in the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 1, we read that to have faith is to be sure of the things that we hope for, to be certain of the things we cannot see. The verse goes on to mention various examples of how many people in the Old Testament have had faith in God and they did amazing things. One example we might all be familiar with is Noah and the ark. He had faith in God and 
he said, you know, God's asking me to build this ark, so I'm going to do it. And that must, must have felt a little bit psychotic to the people around him, but he said, nope, God said it, I'm going to do it. So he had this awesome faith in God, and he he built the ark, and he saved his family from drowning. And, I mean, that's a pretty cool thing. I, I wouldn't want to drown. And not to mention, you know, the miracle of you know a female and a male of every animal showing up to hop onto the ark. Um, and the amount of faith it took Noah to not kick out the roaches from the ark. I don't know what he was thinking. The roaches are not very fun. But you know what, Noah, it's all on you. Another example is how Abraham and Sarah couldn't have kids. Uh, God promised Abraham, though, that he's going to have descendants as numerous as the stars. And that's what it says in the Old Testament. And so, you know, they were both old and they didn't have any chances of having kids, but they had faith. God promised them descendants as numerous as the stars. So they did. And not long after, Sarah got pregnant. So Sarah was having a child when she supposedly couldn't have any kids. And this is all based on faith. So to have faith is to be certain, to be sure of the things that we hope for, to be certain of the things that we cannot see. In the Catechism of the Catholic Church, we read that faith is the theological virtue by which we believe in God and believe that all he has said and revealed to us is the truth. So by faith, man freely commits his entire self to God. For this reason, the believer seeks to know and do God's will. We also read that faith, apart from works, is dead. When it's deprived of hope and love, faith does not fully unite the believer to Christ, and it does not make him a living member of Christ's body. So we have a lot of analyzing to do here. The title of this pilot episode is A Faithless World. And we can see that in our world today, people don't really believe in what they can't see. Show me the money. You know, we can see this also from the simple concept of promises. Now, how many of us still actually believe in promises? You know, when somebody comes and tells you, oh, I promise I'll do that. Many of us are very, uh, not very quick to believe what that person is saying. Or, for example, you know, oh, I'm so sorry, I totaled your car, I have insurance, I just don't have it with me right now. Could I just give you a call when I find it at home? I promise I'll call. <laughs> How many of us wouldn't laugh at that and say, Haha, no way, I'm taking down your tags, I'm taking down your phone number, your name, your social security number, your Facebook password, and you're not leaving here till I get a selfie with you just in case I still can't find you. So that's the society we have now. And, and you know, it's totally understandable. We're filled with false advertisements in this world. And that's, that's created a society where you don't, you don't really have faith in anyone or anything in this world. And, and then we have to stop. And we have to take a step back. And you think about where do we really put our faith? Do we put our faith on a phone, in our friends, our family, our coworkers? Are we putting our faith on a job to provide what we need for a family or for ourselves? Or are we putting that trust and that faith in God? Are we saying instead, God, I know you will provide because you have promised that those who do your will will never want for anything. And this job is just a blessing and a tool that you've given me to meet that promise. Is that what we're saying? Or are we putting our, th our faith on things that 
can never be perfect and can never meet our demands. If we are, then we really need to think about it. And and we look at it, it's not fair. It really isn't fair. Think about, you know, young married couples. You put your faith in your partner. You put faith in them to provide for your needs like food, shelter, affection, intimacy, etc. You know, all the things that come with marriage. And anyone who is married will tell you that at some point, the person you're married to will fail you. And it's not because they're horrible. You know, whether it's the the stress of their job has made them distant and you feel unloved or, you know, they got fired from their job so they can't provide anymore. Then you start fighting because they're not being a good spouse. But the truth is that you put all of your happiness, all of your faith on a man, on a woman, on something that isn't perfect. None of us are perfect. And when we put that pressure on each other of being perfect, we're going to fail because that's not what we are. So instead, we need to put our faith in Christ. We have to recognize that the government we have, the products we use, the people we trust, even ourselves, we're frail. We are weak, but we can be strong in God. And through God, we can do all things. So when you do that, all of the relationships around you are going to be so much better. When you put your faith in the one thing that will always be perfect and is never going to fail you, that's when you're going to realize that faith isn't found in the things of this world. Faith is found in God. Now, let's analyze that second statement from the Catechism of the Catholic Church that says, Faith apart from works is dead. When it is deprived of hope and love, Faith does not fully unite the believer to Christ and does not make him a living member of his body. So when we're examining that statement, we have to think about faith apart from works. So we have to work at it. It's not something that just comes and it's like, oh, look, I'm holy now. No, no, no. This is something you have to work at. So don't feel like you're a failure at being a Christian if you don't immediately have faith. That's something we work at together and we're going to be working on it for the rest of our lives. And one moment we're going to have a high of faith and another moment we're going to have a really, really low, low of faith. And that's okay. So as long as we have the tools that we need to bring ourselves back up, we know that we're going to be okay. We're going to, we're going to be fine. So when we deprive faith from hope and love, it's empty. It doesn't unite us to Christ. It's just an empty promise. So faith needs work. Faith needs hope. Faith needs love. In that scripture where Jesus says, uh, faith, hope, and love, you know, but the greatest of these is love. Think about the things that you do. Do you do things with love? Do you do things because it's your job to do them, but you don't really care about it very much? You're just, you know, meeting meeting a demand that has been placed on you, and just as long as it's over and done with, you're happy. Um, or are you doing things with love? Are you doing things to show off? Or are you doing things out of the goodness of your heart? And some of these things we really have to evaluate because we do a lot of things for others to see, especially in this world we have now of social media where, oh, look, I fed the homeless today. Let me snap a picture and put it on Facebook, on Snapchat. Let me put it on Instagram so everybody knows I went to feed the homeless today. So some people do that 
not because, you know, I'm snapping a picture and putting it on Instagram, on Facebook, so that people can see that there's a real need here and that we need people to come out and help us. That's different. Putting it up there for the world to see so people can come and say, oh, you're such a good person. Look at you. You're so awesome. That's not right. That's not love. That is the need for attention. That's not the need to give. That's the need to receive. So when we love, it's incredible where we can find this faith. In the year 2009, a couple of my friends from young adult group, including my husband, who we weren't even dating back then, we just so happened to go on the same trip. We went to Jamaica, to Kingston, and we went to work with the missionaries of the poor. We went on a retreat there. Now, the retreat was absolutely fantastic. We loved it. But I have to admit, it was a silent retreat. We're a bunch of 18, 19, 20-year-olds on a silent retreat. Do you know what that means? That means we were going insane because we had no idea what we were supposed to be meditating on. And Father Holung, who is the, the founder of that, of that group, decided that we needed to see where the work was being done. So he took us to the homes where they kept the people with AIDS, the children, women, and men who had been abandoned in the streets of Kingston, Jamaica. And I'm telling you, that was the most beautiful experience I had ever had in my life. And I've had very few experiences in the rest of my life top that one. So I remember going to the children's home these are children that, you know, might, ha- might have had some deformities or might have had some medical conditions that their parents just left them out on the road because they couldn't they couldn't afford health care. And, you know, it's, it's a different society. We can't judge them for that. We know that it's not right, but we can't judge them for it. So they left them on the streets and these missionaries of the poor picked them up and gave them a home. And I remember when we got there, there was this little girl with Down syndrome and she had on a pair of Crocs that someone had donated and they were broken up. The Crocs were in bad, they're not in good condition. They're what we would consider, all right, it's time to get a new pair of shoes. But she had those shoes on and she had them on. The right foot was on the left foot. The left foot was on the right foot. They were backwards. But she came out to me and she pointed at her shoes and she said, look, look at my shoes. She was so excited that she had these shoes on. And she just looked at me and I was like, wow, they're beautiful. And she smiled and she gave me the biggest hug. She had no idea who I was. She didn't care that I was a stranger. She just wanted to share her happiness with me. And she was so excited that she had a pair of shoes. At that moment, I knew that that trip was absolutely essential for the rest of my life. We met these kids who have in our terms of society, they have no reason to be happy. They have no reason to want to go on in life because it's just, it's it's a rough life, but they are happy. They have purpose. They're excited. They believe in God and they praise God with everything that they have. They have the utmost faith in God. And us, a culture that has everything, we have a hard time doing that. And that's incredible. That really is incredible. That's so sad. So we have to think about what we have, the works that we do. Going there, I admit, I went to give as much as I could. I love helping, but I came back with so much more. I came back with such a renewed hope and faith and realizing that, you know what? This, This is amazing. 
I would rather live with them than in the society we live in right now any day. And we went back and, you know, they don't have any hot showers over there. They're very simple people. I went back and I took that cold shower like a champ. I was so happy to take that cold shower. So when we look at faith without love, without the love of that child, that little girl with Down syndrome, she had so much love in her heart. She didn't even know me. But if she had that much love and she had so little else, why is it that us with so much in our lives can't seem to say hi to a neighbor, can't seem to make a little sacrifice, even if it's going to be a little inconvenient for us, we can't seem to make that little sacrifice for somebody else. Why is that? It's because we're privileged. We don't realize how many good things we have, how, how much we have and how much we can give. And that's the problem. We look to have, we don't look to give. So faith apart from works is dead. What works are you going to do to increase your faith? And you might think that, oh, I'm getting rid of stuff. I work so hard for this. You know, I I work so many hours during the week. I, I work 60 hours during the week. I really do. I'm a teacher. I work 60 hours during the week. And and it's, it's hard. It's not easy. I get it. When somebody says, I deserve my money, and if I want to go get a pedicure, I'm going to go get a pedicure because I work 60 hours during the week. You know, okay, cool. That's fine. But 60 hours of work has gotten you so many things that, that you can be grateful for. Can't you give a little bit? Is it too much to ask to give whatever you made for that one hour of while you were working to somebody else? I don't think so. I think it's I think it's part of our nature. It has become part of our society to be selfish. And not selfish in a good way. You know, sometimes you have to take care of yourself, remove yourself from negative relationships, but this is a selfish that goes beyond. This selfish goes to the point where where we neglect people who are in need. Oh, I don't I understand you're going through a hard time, but uh I'm not, I'm, I'm sorry, no, I can't help. No, that's not acceptable. If you're a Christian, you have to have works, works of love, works of hope that bring hope to other people. If you notice that, that there's someone around you that is going through a hard time, give them 20 bucks. You know, give them, if they say they're hungry and you don't want to give them money because you're scared that they're going to use it for something else, say, hey, come on, let's go shopping together. Let's go get some groceries. What do you need? You know, that's that's an hour of your day, an hour of, of your the rest of your week. That's that's not hard. And we need to we need to really start making a couple little sacrifices. And that's when we're gonna see that our faith will increase so much. You see people doing good things and you're like, Oh, my faith in humanity has been restored. Well be that person. Why aren't you that person? I know you can be. So let's just take a moment to do a quick prayer and focus our lives a little bit more on God. So, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we come to you today with open arms. I've been carried away by the distractions of this world, and I've forgotten that you're always there for me. You're that great friend that I've neglected, and I am so sorry. 
I pray that you will help me to see the blessings you have given me in my life, and I pray that you help me radiate your love and peace a little more each day. Help me to put my faith and trust in you, and to love others, and understand that their imperfections are just another place where you can work miracles with your loving heart. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. I'm Lisette Diaz. Thank you so much for joining me in this episode of Faithless, and I encourage you to join me in next week's episode so we can really keep growing in our faith together. May God bless you and keep you always. Amen. Faith Fit Radio and the Diocese of Orlando presented Faithless with Lisette Diaz. Thank you for listening. Check out the podcast at faithfitradio.org and tune in next time. May you be blessed with peace and joy.